Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I My bedside table broke after one day. Oh, well, I guess it was just a one-night stand. I decided to sell my vacuum cleaner. It was just gathering dust. Where do royal cats get married? Westminster Tabby. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of a, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. So I'm paging Dr. Steve. From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio. Now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Tacey. Hello. Hello, Tacey, my partner in all things. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347. Oh, head. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your health care provider. 
Please don't forget stuff.drsteve.com. That's stuff.drsteve.com for all your uh, Amazon needs. Just click through. Totally fine. It makes a huge difference, so we really appreciate it. Um, check out simplyherbals.net. That's Dr. Scott's website. And uh, the Roadie 3 is coming out. The electronic, uh, um, no, I'm sorry, the Roadie 3 is out. The electronic robotic um, guitar tuner. But the Roadie Coach, if you don't know how to play or if you, your chops suck, they've got a thing that you can attach to your guitar and it can tell what notes you're playing. And it's got an app on your phone and you can learn how to play guitar with this thing. Oh, that's And it cool. is very reasonably priced. So check out Roadie, R-O-A-D-I-E dot drsteve.com or go to stuff.drsteve.com, scroll down and look. That Roadie Coach is going to be the thing. And, but the Roadie 3 is amazing. I have a Roadie 2, 3, and a Roadie bass. And I love my robotic musical assistants. And uh, they'll just tune your instruments up for you. It's the coolest thing. Check out uh, Tacey's uh, show on patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. That's one we do together. And um, we've got lots of different tiers. There's all kinds of old school um Weird medicine stuff, including a little opium Anthony, a little subreddit surfing, stuff like that. You know, I just try to throw everything in there. And we'll have a complete archive there at some point. And, uh, but it's patreon.com slash weird medicine. And if you want me to say fluid to your father for Father's Day, I'll drop my price to five bucks again. And uh, just for fun, I love to do them. And go to cameo.com slash weird medicine, and I'll create a customized video per your instructions for your father within reason. I'm not doing weird salutes and stuff like that. <laughs> All right? All right. Yeah, so uh, old Dr. Scott from simplyherbals.net, by the way. We'll give him a plug, simplyherbals.net. Um is has some adenovirus. Of course, I don't know how he knows that. We do do viral respiratory panels now. You know, back in the day, people would come in, ah, you got a virus. You know, oh, it's a viral infection. I remember uh, my first wife, uh, <laughs> when about the hundredth time, she said, well, what's wrong with the kids? And I said, it's a virus. And she went, that's your favorite word. So <laughs> back in the day, um, we just had people come in with viruses. They had viral pneumonia. And they would die. And we would say, well, they had atypical slash viral pneumonia. And now, because of this godforsaken pandemic... They, we actually test for all these things. We have these viral panels now. It's like, why didn't we have that before? Well, nobody gave a shit. People were dying of coronavirus infections back then. We just didn't identify them. Yeah. Well, now we're all about identifying all these viruses. I actually, I think it's a good thing. So you go in and they do this viral panel. It'll tell you adenovirus, picornavirus, you know, rhinovirus. Uh, we had somebody the other day in there. In the hospital, well, I heard about somebody the other day in the hospital, and they uh, said, "Oh, this this patient has rhinovirus infection." It's like, okay, you mean they have a cold? Because that's what yes. that is. Mm -hmm. That uh, rhinovirus, rhino means nose, nose virus. It's a cold. 
but everybody, you know, is freaking out. And it's like, come on, we got to remember our sort of basic virology with all this stuff. But I think it's cool. Now you can say, yeah, I had that adenovirus or whatever. And now we'll pick up some things when we say this person died of an atypical viral infection. We'll know what it is. And what I like about it, Tacey, yes. this is my favorite part of this, is that now that we're identifying them, maybe people will get some interest in fucking killing them. Because up until now, we've just all gone, well, nothing much we can do about viruses. You know, bacteria, we can kill them, but not much. Well, now that's all changing. And uh, I, I'm i in favor of the complete and utter eradication of all um, viruses that are pathogenic viruses in humans. You know, we can't do that with bacteria. We live in symbiosis with bacteria. They're on our skin. They help, you know, provide some uh, defense against um, fungus and stuff like that on the skin. And they're in our gut. We, we couldn't live without the uh, bacteria and yeasts in our gut. And, uh, you know, the, we use bacteria to make yogurt. Interestingly, God or, you know, the creator of the universe has um, a sense of humor because, as I've said, the same uh, bacteria that um, makes a healthy vaginal wall is the same bacteria that makes yogurt. <laughs> so, so there you go. It's true. Lactobacillus is crazy. Uh, also, uh, there's lactobacillus and... Uh, Saccharomyces uh, uh, yeast in k- kombucha. Yay! Very good. Oh, that's your new favorite word. <laughs> it is. I love my kombucha. I make it, and I'm making a new batch right now using a different process. So I'm very interested to see if it's going to work. But, but anyway, um, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So we have these viral panels, and maybe Doctor Scott went and did one, and he, now he knows he has an adenovirus. I think he just made it up. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, check out and check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. So, Tacey, you got some topics for I us sure this week? I sure do. All right, here we go. It's Tacey's time of topics. A time for Tacey to discuss topics of the day. All right, Tacey. So if you it. need to go to the bathroom, now's the time. Okay. Um, so you're talking to me? Or just anyone okay. who's listening. May I go to the bathroom? <laughs> if you need to, yes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> FDA-approved drug shows reduction in recurrence of breast cancer. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Novartis drug is called Casquali, and it's for people with more advanced <laughs> stages of hey, breast Kisquale. cancer. Hey, Casquali. Yeah. And I don't ben. know if I'm saying that right or not. Uh, let me look it up. Most breast cancer, breast cancer patients How do, are... How does that spell? K-I-S-Q-A-L-I. Yeah, Kisquali. Most breast cancer patients are diagnosed in the early stages and are treated with chemo and endocrine therapy. But now new data shows that adding Kisquali after primary treatment will reduce the risk of cancer coming back. This is especially good news for those diagnosed in the earlier disease stage and those who are hormone receptor positive and HR2, HER2 negative, right. which is about 70% of the breast cancer population. Yeah. Women with this sub, 
type can have recurrences 20 to 25 years after a diagnosis. And adding this, redu- adding this drug will reduce the recurrence by 25%. Uh, that's awesome. That's huge. Yeah, that's from Good we Morning do things, America. We do, okay, that, that, that fine medical journal. Yeah. Um, uh, ribociclib is the drug, and it is a thing called an inhibitor of cyclin D1. And uh, CDK4 and CDK6. And what it does is it's a kinase inhibitor. And, um, and they use it in combination with another thing called an aromatase inhibitor, which is like tamoxifen, Femera, those kinds of things that block uh, estrogen. Because if you have a estrogen uh, receptor positive breast cancer, then uh, estrogen is like throwing kerosene on a fire. So they use these aromatase inhibitors to sort of block that. And uh, this stuff is being studied for other drug-resistant cancers as well. So it's pretty cool stuff. It's got a lot of drug interactions and things like that. But, you know, these cyclin-dependent kinases are these enzymes, and they promote cell division and multiplication in normal and cancer cells. So, but the cancer cells have abnormalities that increase the activity of this. So if you block that, then you should be able to um, prevent those cells from dividing. And that's the problem with cancer is it divides, you know, in an unruly manner. Mm -hmm. So if you prevent them from dividing, the cells will eventually die and you may be able to, uh, you know, uh, prevent it from recurring. And so it's, that's a big deal. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah, enough good one. enough for okay. So the rest of them are pretty stupid. Um, six common causes of inflammation that have nothing to do with your diet. Okay. Okay. Um, these are pretty common sense. Um, I thought anyway, having a chronic infection, being stressed out, just getting older, <laughs> tobacco use. Well, inflammation is the problem with everything. Yes, um, dry skin and gum disease. Okay, so yes, gum. Di- I I did a. Um, my dentist likes to just upcharge me on everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. she sees me coming from a mile away, and I did this thing where I had to spit into a tube, and they determined what bacteria were living on my in my mouth and my teeth. You did that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And uh, they they have some bacteria that are like, well, if you have an abundance of these, it's more likely to uh, uh, promote heart disease and stuff like that. And one of mine was a treponeme. It was not, uh, you know, the problem with that is treponema pallidum is what causes syphilis. But oh. there apparently are non-sexually transmitted, you know, non-pathogenic uh, treponemes out there, and I had that in my mouth. That was disgusting. And a few other ones that were associated with inflammation and stuff. And, yeah, dental inflammation promotes heart disease. It's crazy. You wouldn't think that it would. So if you, if you haven't been to the dentist in a while, get your teeth cleaned. And flaw, the reason you want to floss is not so much to keep your teeth clean, but to make sure that your gums are healthy. 
because periodontal disease is a source of inflammation in the face. And you know what? It's a huge pain in the ass to go get that grafting done. So yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Daisy did the grafting. We need to talk I, about yeah, that. Yeah, it's um, not fun. Does not hurt at all. But you're. How could it not hurt? It, I never felt any pain the whole time, and um, we got to talk about what they did. Well, let me let me tell you what what they sold me at my dentist after I saw that I had treponema in my oh, mouth. Oh no, Steve! Is <laughs> they have some sort of uh, uh, antioxidant that I have to put on my tongue and then swish it around, and then I have to take a an oral probiotic. And the oral probiotic is supposed to replace the bad bacteria in my mouth. How much was this? Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. And then, but I did, I'll tell you this though, I did go to the same periodontist that you did, and he looked at my gum and said, nah, get the fuck out of here. You don't need anything. Uh-huh. So there you go. So maybe there is something to it. But go ahead. So you had receding gums. Mm-hmm. And then, so tell tell everybody what I mean, the procedure I've had, was. I, I don't know if I brushed my teeth too hard. He said. Well, you puke every time you brush your teeth. Yeah, so that, that might be something. I, I mean, um, so, I, I, I mean, they just take it, take skin out of the roof of your mouth. Yeah. And graft it onto the place that's receding. So they got to open your mouth pretty wide, I guess. Yeah. And then go in there and just slice out a piece mm-hmm. of. Yes, and then and then they um, of the soft palate. I mean, hard yeah. palate or mm-hmm. soft palate, whatever. Oh yeah. hell, no, I don't like that. And then and then they graft it on to your gums. They sew it back up. And they sew it. They. Um. I don't. Yeah, I think so. Did you have stitches on the roof of your mouth? I can't remember, but I think so. Oh my god. Um, I can't remember, Steve. And then somehow. They, they, they yeah, sew it into, um, sew the the graft, the graft on onto your existing gum, and then they cover it with a, some stuff that protects it. Yeah. But you still like you don't eat on that side of your mouth for right. like forever, and you can't brush your teeth in that spot for forever, and. I can't believe that the blood supply just takes and just goes, okay, well, I'm just living here now. Yeah. Well, it does. Yeah. That's so amazing. anyway, I've had it done several times. I, I think I just must have bad gum genes or whatever. What the guy so. told me is you think that a stiff bristled brush would get your teeth cleaner. And he said, that's it's stupid. Get a, get a soft brush. Mm-hmm. And it really does better. And then um, if, for people that don't like to floss, and particularly if you get older, you're, if your gums start to recede, you start getting food stuck between your teeth. It sucks. And uh, getting a water flosser, it's a, the greatest thing in the world. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna, the, I, I found an inexpensive one, and I bought it, and it, it's amazing. And I'll stick it on drsteve.com or no, stuff.drsteve.com. I'll just put it on there so people can look at it. But uh, I highly, highly recommend that. And now when I go to the dentist, they're not picking shit out of my teeth before they clean them. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> you know, I brushed my teeth. I flossed all this stuff. And there's still crap stuck in there. Oh. The water flosser gets all of it. Yeah. Anyway. So um, topic number three. Oh, and the, I'm sorry. Oh. Stress causing inflammation. Yes. So everything is related to inflammation which is the immune system operating incorrectly, so cancer, 
now it looks like heart disease, strokes, and these things are also the the immune system is at least an accomplice, and uh, and then it boils down to stress. I think having dry skin being one is is kind of interesting. That's a weird one. Mm-hmm. And of course, I being guess stressed out is an is a no brainer. Dry skin uh, creates less of a barrier. This is my would be my hypothesis. Less of a, a barrier to the outside world, and when the body gets in contact with the outside world, the immune system usually uh, kicks in. So that makes sense. Yeah. So topic number three. All right. U.S. life expectancy problem is bigger than we thought. This Uh-oh. comes from USA Today. Okay. We've had the largest drop since World War II during COVID. Good. Oh, no, not during COVID. No. That's More than 50 countries have surpassed the U.S. since 1930s, and a handful of states are responsible. Life expectancy has dropped to 76.1 years, the lowest since 1996. Oh, that's good for you. I have to croak by 76 for you to get my life insurance. (laughs) That's not good for me, Steve. (laughs) No, that's good. Northeastern and western states experienced the fastest growth, while south, central, and midwestern states were the slowest. What do you mean? The fast is which one's bad? Uh, Slowest. The one where the south is in, of course. Well, wait. Why? The slowest slowest growth in... So this is a decrease in the rate of increase. The, yes. the life expectancy is still going up, just not as fast as it was. Well, um, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, this I, I, I'm just that's just what it said. Um, okay. Hmm. Hawaii and New York ranked as high as some of the healthiest states in the world. Hmm. So Hawaii and New York doing good, but Hawaii, I believe, South Central New and York, Midwestern states by. are. Um, not they're slowing everybody down. <laughs> so what did Dragging you them down. did you write down the difference between the two? No, they did not. It was not included. Okay, because I'd be interested if the you know if it's a difference in a month or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know, but that that's a USA Today article if you'd like to look it up. Okay. Well. We can look at Hawaii has a life expectancy of 82 years. Mm. California, 81. New York, 81. Uh Uh-oh. Now, Florida's 80, so it's in there. Uh, Vermont, only 79. Now, let's go down to the... Oh, (laughs) okay. Yeah, Tennessee, 76. That's all the um, biscuits and gravy. Yeah. I mean, for people outside the South that don't know what biscuits and gravy is, it's awesome. But if you think about it, a biscuit is flour, flour, fat, and milk, right? Mm -hmm. And leavening. And then gravy is flour, fat, and milk. And sausage. And then, right, sausage. So you're taking an uncooked biscuit that has sausage in it and pouring it over a cooked biscuit. And you're eating that every day for breakfast. Uh, your life expectancy, yes. Yeah. Uh, 76. Now, who's below us, though? Oklahoma? Oh, no. They're tied. Oklahoma, Arkansas, Kentucky, Corn Turkey. Uh, West Virginia, the home of Richard Ojeda, is at the rock bottom at 74.8. And American Samoa is 74.8 as well. So, interesting. Yeah. That's not not too too surprising. I'm surprised that New Hampshire and Vermont are as low as low as they are. 
Number four. Yes. Weird medical facts. Ooh. This is from penguin.co.uk. Okay. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Eyes blink 20 times a minute. Your okay. ears never stop growing. Except Jim Norton's. He, he blinks like 60 times a minute, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Earwax is a type of sweat. Okay. You produce 40,000 liters of spit in your lifetime. Nice. Your nose makes a cup full of nasal mucus every day. And what's weird about that is you swallow it every day, right? I mean, it <clears throat> but if you blew it out onto a spoon out of your nose and then try to put that in your mouth, yeah. you can't do it. No, it's disgusting. But all day long you're swallowing that. Swallowing snot. If you swallow it backwards, it's fine. If you swallow it forwards, it's that's disgusting. Bad. Yeah. yeah, and you're gross. The cat is getting up on the console. Right <laughs> I'm going to turn her mic on and see if she wants to say anything. <laughs> you are about one centimeter taller in the a.m. than the p.m. And oh, um, that makes walk, sense. Walking 12 hours a day, it would take the average person 690 days to walk around the world. What? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. The entire. You'd have to be able to walk on water to do yeah. that. So that would be stupid. It but... would be stupid. <clears throat> I'm wondering, yeah. How long would it take to walk across the United States then? Well, it didn't say. Hmm. Well, I'm going to look it up while you're doing that. Okay. The entire surface of your skin is replaced every month. So you have about a thousand different skins in your life. Yes. So that's the. That's the old, um, the ship of Theseus uh, paradox, which really isn't a paradox, but it is sort of a logical conundrum. So the ship of Theseus is you build a ship out of wood, and then every couple of months you replace a board here and there, mm -hmm. and then you end up replacing all the boards, but the ship is still there. Is it the same ship, or is it something different? It's been in service the whole time, never went out of service. All the, you know, people are still on it, but there isn't a single board left over. Yeah. So our skin is like an ancient Greek paradox, the ship of Theseus, yeah. so the skin of Theseus. <laughs> okay. That'll be the new thing. <laughs> By the have... way, it takes six months to walk across the United States if you're well prepared. Oh, if, okay. You have two and a half million sweat pores. Okay. Uh, every, every minute you every shed. Every one of them stinks. Yeah. Every minute you shed 30,000 dead skin cells. Good. Every minute. Get the f fuck off of me. If you, you spend about a year on the toilet your whole life. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm way more than that. Yeah, I think, I think you are. Um, you fart enough in one day to fill a party balloon. Hmm. That's weird. And you pee enough every month to fill a bathtub. <laughs> okay. And so that is topic number four. That's a delightful topic. And I, I have just one, one other just real quick one. Okay. Um, mosquito bites, are, it's, it's that season. They're coming. Um, and if you get bit by them and you get these big whelps, it's like nothing really works. But this says to take an oral antihistamine before anticipating mosquito bites. Well, that makes sense. But yeah, it does. But it's it's it uh, it also talks about how it's overlooked as a treatment. Sure. Because people don't think about it. And um, if they're that doesn't work, they're putting topical antihistamines on, and actually, 
if you put topical Benadryl, which is uh, diphenhydramine, on your skin, you can actually make it worse because that, that is a, um, a, a molecule that you can become allergic to. And I've seen people that just keep putting it on, putting more and more and more, and their skin reaction gets worse and worse and worse. And they're actually, now they're making, uh, their immune system is making, mounting a response against the Benadryl. Oh, so yeah. take it by mouth. Don't put it on your skin. Yeah, and, and it says if that doesn't work, topical steroids can help. Yeah, and prevention is the key because there are mosquito-borne diseases, even in the United States. So, you know, using DEET is, uh, if, there, if you're in a mosquito-prone area, is the number one way to keep from getting it and then if you're really if you're going to be in a swampy area uh making sure that your pants are inside your socks and you're wearing you know proper protection against mosquitoes keep that claritin and allegra on board there you go that it and that's from the insider yes all right very good it's tacy's time of topics there you go. Very good. I got to work on your intro and outro. I'm just editing it on the fly, and that kind of sucks. All right. Well, do you want to answer some questions? I do. Okay. Yes. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right. Thank you, McBrady B. That is absolutely true. Um, here's one just straight off the voicemail. Hello, Dr. Steve and all the other doctors, Dr. Who and Stacy, Tacy, Tasty. This is the guy who's laughing. This is the Rowan County redneck. Hey, man. I'm laughing at, I'll do you, you do me. But that's not the reason I called. <laughs> okay. The reason I called was magnesium. Yes. I've added it and it helps, but I'm having these. Okay. When you say it helps, you gotta be specific. Does it help multiply three-digit numbers together in your head, or does it help with leg cramps or whatever? So that's that's the first thing. When someone asks me, "Well, does vitamin D work?" and it's like, "Well, what for what? Yeah. What do you want to do? Do you want to prevent cancer? Well, the data is not positive there. You want to prevent rickets, hundred percent. 
vitamin D. Hell yeah, I'm all in favor of it. All right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wrong mouse. Sorry. Um, challenging stools where I'm going to pop a vein in my forehead. Oh. Is that... Is that a part, an effect of magnesium? Because, you know, it was like, hey, I'm pretty proud of that today. And then weeks later, I'm like, holy, you know, I've got to get psyched up, go to the gym. So, well, no, I don't know. But what's going on with magnesium? Does it create a more solid uh, defecation? No, really. That's a verb. Thank you. Yes, Bye. it is. Uh, no. And um, actually, sir, the way you used it was a noun because you were creating something. But, oh, for sorry. fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, magnesium normally uh, will increase the amount of water in your intestines, leading to laxation or, you know, to softer stools. As a matter of fact, many of the magnesium supplements that are out there are sold as... Um, you know, as laxatives. So it depends on if you're using magnesium sulfate and your stools are too hard, try just switching to magnesium oxide. Magnesium oxide is a magnesium supplement and it is um, known to cause looser stools. That one is used as a laxative by some people. So uh, now magnesium itself is a pretty interesting supplement. Um, it's decent for nocturnal leg cramps. There is some data on uh, using magnesium supplements to prevent or reduce symptoms of migraine headache. They are very sh short-term, small studies, but there is some data. Um, magnesium is involved in bone formation, and it affects the concentrations of parathyroid hormone, which uh, modulates calcium and uh, and the active form of vitamin D. So there may be some benefit in magnesium supplementation when it comes to bone formation. They've done uh, prospective cohort studies in patients with type 2 diabetes. And there was a, a meta-analysis, which if you remember, Tase, that's where they take a bunch of studies and mush the data together and uh, try to come up with uh, statistics from that. Included 286,000 patients, and they found a 100 milligram a day increase in total magnesium intake decreased the risk of diabetes by a statistically significant 15%. That was to prevent diabetes. Um, and then another meta-analysis of eight prospective cohort studies, so that's where they were following them over time. Uh, over 18 years, found a significant inverse association between magnesium intake and the risk of type 2 diabetes. In other words, the higher the magnesium in their diet, the lower the uh, diabetes risk. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, cardiovascular disease, magnesium, very important for the heart and may uh, uh, decrease blood pressure for a small amount. But higher magnesium intakes may, and that might, when I say may, it's just because there's studies out there that just aren't perfect studies. Uh, but it might reduce the risk of stroke. They did a meta-analysis of seven trials with 241,000 people, 
and an additional 100 milligram a day in the diet was associated with 8% decreased risk of stroke. Now, I take, full disclosure, I take a magnesium supplement, mostly for my stupid leg cramps. Sounds like everybody should. Yeah, it's one of those things where I always go, well, hell, they ought to put it in the water. Now, uh, you can take too much. You can get uh, hypermagnesemia, which is when you uh, get way too much uh, magnesium in your in your body. I could only find two cases of people who actually died from that, but of course it's tragic. But you know, out of a country of 350 million people, to have two cases in the known history is not too bad. So, what is magnesium found in if you're not taking a supplement? Sure. Well, um, pumpkin seeds. Okay. Chia seeds, almonds, spinach, cashews, peanuts, uh, shredded wheat, soy milk, beans, edamame, peanut butter, baked potatoes, brown rice. And yogurt, that kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. So I'm getting none. <laughs> well, the 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 number one was pumpkin roasted pumpkin seeds. So our kid, at least once a year, has a infusion of magnesium because he loves roasted pumpkin seeds. He does. And because uh, we always clean those things out of the pumpkin and, and roast them, but then dry roasted almonds. So there's 80 milligrams per serving of magnesium in uh, that'd be one ounce of almonds and 156 and one ounce of pumpkin seeds. So, so a lot of nuts, the, the number one vegetable would be spinach. So, and if you don't like spinach, I don't know what to tell you. Spinach is awesome. All right. Spinach is good. Yeah. And you can, you can make smoothies out of it. You'll never taste it. That's what we did with our kid when he wasn't eating vegetables is I'd make him smoothies and I'd throw all kinds of fruit in there and a handful of spinach. And he never, never knew that I was doing that. All right. Anything else on that nope. one? Mm -mm. Okay. All right. Let's do this one. Yeah, Dr. Steve. This is Frank from Indiana. Hey, Frank. I had a question about, I called you before about a sore throat, persistent sore throat that myself and my family have been having ever since the COVID thing started. And, uh, we, we still get them quite frequently, uh, most everybody in the house. And I read a thing online where it said, gargle with a, a split version of hydrogen peroxide. Hmm. I would just, my question for you is, is this safe? Oh. Thanks, buddy. Glad you're feeling better. Hey, thanks, man. Um, yeah, gargling is, is listen, pure hydrogen peroxide is unbelievably toxic, but that's not what they sell in the store. The little brown bottle is 3%, and they want you to dilute it down to 1% by um, uh, adding two parts water to one part peroxide. And dentists will will um, recommend this for mild uh, oral inflammation and stuff like that. They um, uh, think that it promotes healing, prevention of canker sores. I don't know that the data is there. Uh, and, and it may help to reduce gum inflammation because the reason hydrogen peroxide works is it's just H2O2, right? So water is H2O. 
Mm-hmm. And that's a very stable molecule. H2O2 has an extra oxygen. It's not stable. And so what the, that extra oxygen wants to get off of that, um, that molecule and bond to something else. And when it does that, it's very toxic to bacteria and stuff like that. So it can decrease the bacterial load and then by, by extension decrease the inflammation. wonder why they keep having sore throats. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, they may be passing it around. What, whenever I had a family that had true strep, that they, you know, the kid would get it, then the mom would get it, then the dad, and then the other kid, and then round and round and round. They never seemed to be rid of it. I always told them to test the dog because a lot of times the dog is a carrier of, of you know, um, group A strep. And uh, if you treat the, dro- the dog, all of that stuff goes away. Because, you know, the dogs lick you in the mouth. and they, That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, now there are some risks. Don't swallow it. It definitely irritates the tissues in your throat, and it can, you know, if you swallow undiluted hydrogen peroxide, it can cause all kinds of problems in the in the stomach. So, don't do that. If you're going to gargle with it, it's got to be one down. Take the three percent down to one percent, and then um, gargle and spit it out. Now, uh, if you're wondering, could peroxide be Safe, well, I mean, they do, that's the main ingredient in teeth whitening gels is hydrogen peroxide. And uh, so, you know, those gels, you put it in the little uh, hole, uh, you know, the little um, mold, and then you stick it in your teeth and hold it there for 15 minutes. And that's how most of the dentists are doing teeth whitening now if they're not doing veneers. But they'll try to sell you their own system. That one I didn't fall for with our. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good question. Yeah. Okay, not sure what's going on there. Oh, there we go. All right, a quick update. My wife came home late Thursday night after I'd already put all the kids to bed. Uh, They did not see her that night. um, Oh, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, here we go. There's, There's a preamble to this let's do this one hey tacy dr scott dr steve hello uh so my youngest son uh is autistic um not what this call is about um but uh we've thankfully not had to deal with the frequent insomnia issues that that kids with autism often exhibit um he's pretty good at sleeping through the night um going to bed on time all that good but he does wake up bloody early in the morning. Typically 5.15, 5.30, he's up and in our bed and watching his iPad um, too loud. Um, <laughs> my wife just went away on a business trip, left her kids for the first time in 13 years since okay. we started having wow. Um And everything's been fine. Uh, the only thing I've noticed uh, is now my son sleeps until like 7.00. I have to wake him up in the morning, hmm. which has never happened in eight years of his life. So my hypothesis is she's uh, giving off some kind of pheromone that he's ultra sensitive to and wakes him up in the morning. Uh, is this possible or is it just because his routine is different? Um, or he likes mom better than you. And when you're <laughs> but let's let's listen to part two. 
I mean, they, they all knew she was coming home, but... Okay, uh, okay let's run that. Quick update. My wife came home late Thursday night after I'd already put all the kids to bed. Uh, they did not see her that night, um, but... Um, I mean, they, they all knew she was coming home, but... Right. Uh, uh, sure enough, as my hypothesis would predict, he was up before the sun rose and yeah, in our bed snuggling his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, some other potential evidence, when she goes into the school... Not to see his classroom, but to, you know, see one of the other classrooms that um, one of my many kids occupies in the school. Uh, he almost always finds his way out of his classroom and finds her. That's not knowing crazy. she's at the school, uh, but his, you know, one-on-one paraprofessional will, will say, like, yeah, he needed, he really pushed to get out of the classroom. And he came, and sure enough, he found you in the hallway or wow. you in the next room. So um, I'm I'm pretty sure he's just hyper tuned to the scent of his mother. I wonder if it's scent though. Um, I remember when we had Alpo, and he was downstairs. There was a big white my. It's a long story how we got the dog. It doesn't matter, but um, he was staying with us, and he was a big white lab, and uh, he couldn't make it up the stairs because he was so old. And I remember waking up, and our bedroom was on the other side of the house. I woke up, and I could tell he was breathing different. And I wasn't, it wasn't really a conscious thing. I just knew that his breathing was different. I ran downstairs, and that was when, you know, he was breathing differently. And, you know, soon after that, he passed away. But um, I, I wonder if it's that he has hearing or there's a circuit in his brain that is very attuned to your wife in the same sort of way when you're you know the cocktail party effect you know about that taste no Mm-mm. so a cocktail party you hear all these people blah blah blah, blah. You, you're not you can't hear anything it's just cacophony right and then someone says your name and you go and you zoom in on it you, you know, it's like oh i heard my name over there you didn't hear anything else you just heard a bunch of noise coming out of these people's mouths but they said your name and you focused in on it and i wonder if this kid has got this sort of the same thing because um he's uh and it's you know a lot of kids with with autistic spectrum disorder have trouble bonding with people so he's really really bonded with your wife and um i think it's i i, I don't know if it's scent maybe it is you know, it could be perfume or just some scent, pheromones. I, we have yet to de- really de- define human pheromones, but um, could be that. I think it's probably more a hearing thing. That'd be my guess. But you it's know, crazy. It's a valid hypothesis. Mm-hmm. The way to um, God, how would you even test for that? You'd have to. Uh, um, cover her in some plastic so she couldn't emit any pheromones and then see if he still detects her. If he does, then it can't be that. That'd be a tough one. Oh, well, I'm not investing millions on that study, but it would be very interesting to do. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Hey, Dr. Steve. Hey. Um, I have a quick question about Munjaro. Okay. Oh. Uh, my sister uh, was prescribed that. She does not have type 2 diabetes, but she has weight, uh, lost a crap ton of weight. Yeah. And um, my wife is kind of interested in it as well. And she was also, um, her doctor uh, offered her 
Ozempic as well. Yeah. Um, so I just didn't – just your thoughts on those two? Sure. Yeah. Uh, not super overweight, but, uh, you know, a good 30 pounds would be great to drop real fast. Yeah. But uh, is, have we reached the magic pill slash injection uh, that we just drop weight? Anyway, love you. Yeah. Hey, thanks, man. You too. You know, love uh, the show. Bye. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, so they, this is from the New England Journal of Medicine. They did a phase three double-blind randomized controlled trial, which is the good kind, right? We'll give them applause for that because that's the proper type of trial for something like this where it's randomized. Neither the patient nor the um, investigator knows what medicine they're getting, and, uh, and then you go off to the races. So they had uh, 2,500 adults with a body mass index of 30 or more, or they had 27 or more and at least one weight-related complication, not including diabetes. So anyway, so they got uh, once weekly subcutaneous terzepatide, which is sold as Monjaro, 5, 10, or 15, or they got placebo, and this went on for 72 weeks. So... That's a, you know, more than a year, uh, including a 20-week dose ex- escalation period. So they went from, anyway, over 20 weeks, they went up on the dose. And uh, so the co-primary endpoints were percentage change in weight from baseline and weight reduction of 5% or more. So either one of those they, would, uh, they were looking for. Now, um, so what their results were... In these patients with obesity, 5, 10, and 15 milligrams of Manjaro once weekly provided substantial and sustained reductions in body weight. And uh, those numbers were pretty impressive. And, um, you know, there was a reduction of body weight of 20% or more in the group that was taking 10 and 15 milligrams. So if you weighed... 200 pounds, that'd be 40 pounds, right? Yeah. And that the placebo group did lose weight, but it was 30 or 3%, not 33, 3% in the placebo group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. You always, you know, the placebo has some power. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So there you go. It's not bullshit. Um, there's, you know, is are they selling on terzepatide as Wygovi or is, which one is Wygovi? Okay. Um- Wagovi is uh, the That is the semaglutide. So that was yes. semaglutide was Ozempic, is that yes. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's it's the same stuff, it's just got a different yep. name with different doses. And um, Monjaro is you know, I've I've taken both. I tolerate Monjaro a lot better mm. than uh okay. semaglutide. And you know, the thing is is that it's um, Right now, not indicated nope. for weight loss yet. So they're limiting its use in a lot of places. You can still get it compounded. So you go to a, like a med spa, you can get terzepatide, which is the active ingredient in Monjaro. But, um, it, you know, you're going to be paying cash for it. Your insurance won't pay for it because it's not indicated for that. And the people who have diabetes who actually need the drug are having trouble getting it because all the f- fatsos out there <laughs> that are soaking up the supply mm-hmm. 
not only of gravy, but of Manjaro. So that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, But it's, it's the real deal. Yeah, it really is. Now, the FDA has warned consumers not to use off-brand versions. In other words, compounded, you know, uh, Ozempic uh, slash Wygovi because they are, are afraid some... Um, Oh, what's the word? Uh, cr- criminal, <laughs> uh, unscrupulous people who are selling this stuff are not selling the actual drug. So you got to know who you're getting it from. All right. That's all. Anything else? No. All right. Then how about this one? Nope. Dr. Steve and Dr. Scott and Casey and guest, if there's one. Um, <laughs> I am the aspiring Dr. Fate. That is my last name, not spelled that way. Um, And I am a med school wannabe, just finishing up my last four classes, so crawling my way through O-Chemistry to my God. Um, And I just wanted to ask you about zinc. So I am, you know, doing a little bit of research on my own about zinc, and my family has a a weird condition that we have um, called hydrumphic. Hydrodentitis superativa. <laughs> okay. Um, You'll learn to pronounce and, that one in medical school. It's hydradenitis superativa. And it's a, it's a disorder of sweat glands, basically, where they um, uh, become enlarged and red and painful and stuff. And it's uh, very often has a severe impact on patients' quality of life. So, and there's not a, a lot of great treatments for it. I wanted to see what your guys' thoughts were on zinc and its impact in the body and as far as blemishes, as far as dry skin, you know, other different things. Are there any, you know, chronic conditions that can be in the body or occur because of zinc deficiency? Um, and obviously I know that, you know, we can get into like magnesium and all of these, these essential nutrients <laughs> with this conversation, but I think it's super interesting and I find that people are just not as aware as they should be. I would love to hear you um, talk more about that. And I'm a Spotify listener. So, okay. all right, you guys, have a great day. Hey, thanks. Thank you. So, and good luck with uh, medical school. Let us know if you get in or let us know when you get in. And then uh, we've had several other people that have sort of been weird medicine adjacent that have gone all the way through medical school. Our friend uh, Ahmed Zarban Kaifaluk. Um, it was also uh, one that, you know, kind of we watched him go through medical school and now residency, and he's uh, going to be senior res- senior resident very soon. That's very exciting. So, yeah, yeah keep us in the loop. So, um, yeah, there was a pilot study that I found on hydradenitis suppurativa and zinc. And what they did was they took uh, 22 patients, and uh, they had all been prescribed antibiotics, isotretinoin, which vitamin A analog, surgery, uh, anti-androgens, in other words, uh, medications to block testosterone. One of those might be finasteride or Proscar. But uh, those, none of those worked on those people. They were then treated with 90 milligrams of zinc gluconate per day. And uh, they observed clinical response in all patients. Eight of them had complete remissions, 14 partial remissions. 
and uh, that's pretty amazing, actually. So, you know, that that was a pilot study. I haven't seen any further uh, big-time studies on this in Hydradenitis suppurativa, but it looks uh, uh, very interesting from a pilot study standpoint. What you got to do is you got to go do the big study now, double-blind, placebo-controlled, randomized, multi-center, get lots of data, and then let us know. In the meantime... You can buy zinc supplements over the counter at GNC or at CVS or, you know, Walgreens. Could I name other stores? Yeah. While I'm at it? Uh, but lots of Target. different places around. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> um, now, zinc deficiency. She asked about that. If you are truly zinc deficient, your skin will look like you have eczema. You know, be okay. flaky, red, scaly cracks, even glazed appearance on the skin, but you'll find it around the mouth and uh, the hands. It doesn't get better with moisturizers. You can get hair loss, diarrhea, uh, feel irritable, um, loss of appetite, impotence. Oh, well, maybe I need to take zinc taste. Uh, eye, <laughs> eye problems, wounds that take a long time to heal, and then lack of taste and smell. And a lot of, there was a renewed interest in zinc because of COVID. You know, there were people that were really pushing uh, zinc as a treatment for COVID in the beginning, zinc and azithromycin. And uh, the reason for that is that there's those homeopathic studies that show that zinc decreases yes. cold symptoms, at least by about a third. So not bad. Well, anyway, uh, thanks, Tacey, for being here. I uh, wish Dr. Scott had been here, but it was enjoyable having you here. Thanks to everyone who's made this show happen over the years. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 8 p.m., no, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. I don't know. Listen to it on demand. That's the way to listen to it, because other times are at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job easy. Go to our website, drsteve.com, for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings. 
but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.